Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. This video is based on the work of Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com. Specifically, his recent video on de facto Satanism. Today's Hollywood pop culture machine will have you believe that Satanists wear robes and practice ritualistic blood sacrifices while worshiping Satan. And while there may be some truth to this, it is mostly propaganda meant to conceal the reality of what Satanism actually is. True Satanism is a mindset, and the Satan that is worshipped is within each and every one of us. It is most commonly known as our ego. The self is the true god of Satanism. The term Satanism is used to deceive religious people, to appear harmless to non-religious people, and also because it stems from the Hebrew word shatan, which means adversary. Satan is the force of involution that opposes true spiritual evolution. It is the ego within us. Left to our own devices, the ego will try and convince us to think only of ourselves, which is exactly what Satanism is. And so, a de facto Satanist is a person who holds this mindset, but does not consider themselves to be a Satanist. Organized Satanism stands against this sort of enlightenment. They believe human psychology and the laws of nature should be kept occulted or hidden from the public and used to gain and retain power over the masses by keeping them ignorant as to how the mind and emotions work while using this knowledge to manipulate the masses and ultimately enslave them. This is primarily done by cultivating the Satanist mindset among the masses, thereby turning the ignorant and unaware into a de facto Satanist. As we think, so we become. This mindset can be broken down into four main tenets of Satanism. The first and most important is selfishness, egotism, or what many know as narcissism. Self-preservation is the highest law. Live only for your own selfish desires and only care about you and yours. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and if you must step on others to get what you want, then so be it. This is the basis of satanic thinking. The second tenet of the Satanist mindset is moral relativism. This is the belief that there is no objective difference between right behavior and wrong behavior. It is the belief that nobody is ever objectively right or wrong, and that it's up to each individual person to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. The third tenet of Satanism is social Darwinism. This is the belief that it is natural and good for human society to be ruled by the most aggressive and dominant humans among us, and that it is by virtue of their genetics that these vicious humans deserve to be in positions of power and lead humanity as they so choose. 
The fourth tenet of Satanism is eugenics or dysgenics. This is the ideal conclusion of the Satanist mindset. Since man is God and he gets to decide what is right and what is wrong, and since the natural order is for the most dominant genetics to have power, then the elite class ruling over us has every right to decide who is allowed to live and procreate and who must die. This is how all of society is conditioned to think. And this is how the high-level Satanists are leading all of humanity into slavery. Most of humanity is operating under this de facto satanic mindset, which is why it is called the great work to change it. The great work is the work of awakening the masses to the true nature of the ego mind, encouraging each and every individual to find the courage to face their own inner shadow and to practice natural law. Natural law is the respect of others. It's Thursday, January 5th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. So glad you're with us here today. We have, well... Just like every day. Just so much to talk about. <laughs> just a lot. Although, I don't know. If it was up to Matt, maybe we'd just spend the entire show uh, chatting with uh, ChatGPT. I don't know if you folks have heard about this. If you watched the show, you have, because we talked about it last week. ChatGPT. It's an AI that you can have a discussion with. You can ask it to write short stories or make lists of things or even program you know, really simple computer programs. I'd known about it. I'd read about it a little bit. I'd played around with it just a little bit. Yesterday, I decided to just full-on have an argument with a robot, and uh, it was horrifying. <laughs> it's it's horrifying, folks. The horrifying part is that it is indistinguishable from arguing with a liberal. I, and we'll get into it later today. We'll do some live chatting with uh, ChatGPT, and we'll... We'll bring the crew in. They can suggest questions. The the callers maybe can suggest discussions we should have with this robot. And we'll do that a little bit later because, it, again, it's not even about the uh, – long story short, I think I figured out that ChatGPT is, in fact, the latest iteration of uh, the AI god that we will soon all be obliged to worship. And uh, we want to we discuss what that entails. And what we can learn from the very predictable outcome of questions asked to this unthinking machine. Again, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. We're also going to get into something that everybody may have missed that happened yesterday. In fact, I know everybody missed it because I also missed it. Here's, a, here's an exclusive you're going to get from uh, American Journal. Uh, I know how to use 4chan. I I don't know if people understand what uh, what 4chan really is. In fact, I know people don't understand it. I go to these like big conferences and stuff, and I talk to all these people. They've got big shows. They they're you know major figures on the right wing. None of them know how to use 4chan. I think I'm the only one. I think that's the exclusive. I'm I'm the only one that knows how to how to use the the weaponized autism of you know collective research on 4chan and we're going to use that to our benefit 
to show you what happened yesterday. Yesterday, a FOIA release of something like 130 documents from the State Department about the origins of COVID-19 was released. And if you were to just go into this tranche of documents, it would be a little bit overwhelming. Luckily, we have the the faceless intelligence agency of uh, 4chan to guide us through. And there's mentions of the seventh floor, which you may be familiar with, the deep state cabal that really runs the country. A lot of admissions that they were making in internal documents that they refused to make public very early on in the COVID paradigm. So while everybody else was distracted by the circus of the vote for Speaker of the House, the State Department quietly released the truth about the origin of COVID-19. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. So very big show today. Your calls as well and a great guest in the third hour who has been doing some exclusive and original research uh, in Mexico and around the Mexican border. Some pretty groundbreaking news coming in the third hour as well. So stay tuned. It'll be a very big day here on American Journal. Remember, you support everything we do here by going to InfoWarsStore.com. And uh, just on a final note before we get to our daily dispatch, that video by Greg Reese, absolutely brilliant. And I think it's like this is necessary to send out. You've got to go to Bandot Video. You've got to click the share button. You've got to copy that disguised URL so you can share it on things like Twitter and uh, Facebook. It's called De Facto Satanism and the Great Work. Absolutely brilliant because it's one of those things that we just sort of understand like when you use the term Satanism, you know that people aren't actually worshiping Lucifer. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they actually are doing that. But the way he breaks down the fact that Satanism is just a veneer on basic narcissism is uh, just absolutely perfect in you know finding some – not necessarily common ground but just common words to use when discussing this with other people because he's right. When you say Satanism, people who aren't religious just sort of roll their eyes. They don't think it means anything. No, it means something very specific and Gregory says an amazing job of breaking it down. Just like American Journal, War Room, and Alex Jones, Greg Reese's reports are brought to you by you, the American people, when you go to InfoWarsStore.com. People of the world, I should say. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 5th of January, 2023. Amazon to fire 18,000 workers as tech layoffs surge. Salesforce told employees Wednesday that 10% of its workforce would be cut, and the layoff announcements keep coming as Amazon told employees last night that thousands of jobs would be eliminated due to uncertain micro, uh, macroeconomic conditions. Maybe the uncertainty is that uh, they're uncertain that their monopolistic control of all distribution may be threatened uh, with the lessening of as, as you know, the COVID restrictions continue to lessen, just isn't it, isn't it strange, isn't it bizarre that we have this COVID lockdown that just sends Amazon's profits through the roof, just like exclusively they are the distributor for all of consumerism in America, and they just absolutely explode, doubling, tripling in just a couple years, their size as more and more people are frightened into never leaving their home and instead resorting to Amazon, and then... Uh, you know, then they fire 18,000 people and uh, start to go into collapse. So it's kind of strange, right? And kind of strange when you have that type of advantage but still can't stay on top. 
but it's fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. There's no recession. And Joe Biden is a brilliant economic powerhouse. And uh, the American people, you know, you, you are being replaced by robots. Like, I think it's as simple as that. But moving on here, Walgreens confirms plans to sell abortion pills under new FDA rules. Walgreens expects to offer abortion pills after the FDA changed its rules for the drug. The FDA altered its requirements for selling Mifepristone on Tuesday, allowing retail pharmacies such as Walgreens to offer the medication for the first time. All pharmacies must complete an FDA certification process before they can fill prescriptions for the drug, which is known by the band, uh, by the brand name Mifeprex. Before the rule change, this medicine was only available through certain mail order pharmacies and clinics. And prior to the pandemic, people were required were required to pick up the medication in purpose. Once again, we see the usefulness of having total control of the uh, governmental apparatuses where, you know, if you lose it at the Supreme Court, if you can't get it through the Congress or the Senate, you can do an executive order. Maybe you can just change the rules around in your oversight organizations like the FDA to simply push your disgusting beliefs on the American people, whether they like it or not. It's democracy. It's our democracy, everyone. This is how it works. Speaking of our democracy, Dan Crenshaw calls 20 Republicans who refuse to support McCarthy, quote, terrorists. Representative Dan uh, Crenshaw referred to his Republican colleagues opposed to McCarthy's bid for Speaker of the House as terrorist on Wednesday amid McCarthy failing the sixth round of voting. We'll show you the video later in the show. Crenshaw joined the Guy Benson show to admonish the 20 Republican House members who have refused to support McCarthy's nomination for speaker. We can't let the terrorist win, he said. What do you even say about this? I don't know if you I don't know if you've recognized this uh, old Dan, but uh, the war on terror is over and they did win. So <laughs> you're just you're, you're it's a fighting retreat at this point. But if you're Talking about the Republicans in your own party being terrorists, I think that says more about your mindset than it does about theirs. And again, we will talk about the the Kevin McCarthy nonsense going on a little bit later. I do, I do think it's uh, – who was it? Scott Greer, I think, tweeted out a screenshot of a text conversation he had where he's like, just checking in on the normies. And he texts his friend like, do you know who Kevin McCarthy is? And the guy's like, head coach of the Giants? Head coach of the Cowboys? And he looks him up, you know, oh, he's the something about Speaker of the House. I don't think what's happening at the Speaker of the at the congressional level at this point uh, has quite the um, public awareness that uh, we might think it does. I don't think people actually care. I, I don't. I personally don't really care. Uh, oh, are, are we going to are we going to be uh, whipped with a chain or whipped with a leather belt? Who knows? Infowars secret weapon is finally here. It's a secret weapon for your immune system, for your stamina, for your energy, for your way of life, for your libido. And it also keeps InfoWars on the air. And I almost forgot, you save at least 50% on these products for what you'd pay for similar products or the exact same products in stores around the country. That's because we go right to the highest quality manufacturer in the nation that supplies some of the top names. They then give us the best deal out there because the owner is a listener. We're able to bring it to you with massive discounts. You're not going to find 1,000 milligram high quality CBD for anywhere near the price we sell it. You're not going to find it the 10 milligram or the 20 milligram. You're not going to find turmeric at 95% humanoid at the price we're selling it. You're not going to find any of this anywhere near that. These similar formulas with the same formulas sell for up to 200% more than we're selling these. 
InfoWars MD, now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, a true 360 win. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago. I've been on air 28 years, and I knew they were planning all of this, and I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere, but I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you, and I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 is the promo code. The destination is InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Continuing on, folks, with our Daily Dispatch here. Putin sends warship armed with hypersonic missiles to Atlantic and Indian Oceans. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Wednesday ordered a warship armed with new hypersonic Zircon cruise missiles to be deployed on a mission to the Atlantic and Indian Oceans in what could be a message and a warning aimed at the West Against escalating in Ukraine, the deployment of the frigate appears intended to make a maximum possible public impact, given the announcement was made by Putin himself in a televised conference call with Defense Minister Sergei Shogu. Shogu. Along with Shogu, Putin addressed Igor Kromkal. I'm sure I'm pronouncing all these wrong. Uh, commander of the frigate, which bears the name Admiral of the Fleet of the Soviet Union, Gorshkov. I reminded them that uh, the ship, while on mission, is armed with Zircon hypersonic weapons, again in a coordinated message which unveiled the deployment to the public for the first time. Uh, pretty creepy. Uh, the ship, armed with Zircons, is capable of delivering pinpoint and powerful strikes against the enemy at sea and on land. Shogu had responded to the Putin announcement. The defense chief also stressed the Zircon is undefeatable. Able to evade any anti-air defense systems in the world due to its purported ability to fly at nine times the speed of sound. According to The Telegraph, it's already making its way to the Atlantic based on the publication's Wednesday reporting that, quote, a warship armed with new hypersonic cruise missiles on a training mission went past Britain to the Atlantic and Indian Oceans and the Mediterranean. So again, we continue to accelerate towards open conflict with a nuclear-armed adversary for no particular reason other than to cover up the uh, known corruption of our own government when it comes to that of Ukraine's. Finally, we have this. Damar Hamlin's condition shows improvement. A note to Twitter post by the Buffalo Bills show, uh, says that the stricken player, Damar Hamlin's condition, has shown improvement overnight. Damar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight, the Bills wrote, added, he is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. And again, I, I've seen a bunch of stuff on CNN and elsewhere where they're, they're really going out of their way. They're really trying very hard to explain why there's no way that this was a vaccine injury. There's just no way. It's not, and it can't be, which, of course, is nonsense. Of course it could be. You have no proof one way or the other. So why would you go out of your way to make that assertion? It 
it really doesn't make any sense unless you know that there is, in fact, a distinct possibility and you're trying to head it off at the pass, trying to stop people from even considering it, even though it very well could have something to do with it. In fact, the overwhelming likelihood is that it does have something to do with it. So are you actually interested in finding out what actually caused this heart attack, this black man being nearly killed in front of America and nine minutes without breathing, kind of strangely similar to uh, George Floyd. But in this case, we will never know the true result. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, the parallels between uh, DeMar Hamlin and George Floyd are sort of staggering. Somewhere Ed Buck is just salivating. Oh, no. (laughs) Isn't he dead or is he in jail? No, he's in jail. Okay. So he's, he's, sal- he's, he's, he's salivating in jail. Let's see. Both involve a black man not breathing for nine minutes while being fully televised, recorded, video, you know, filmed on video. Both of them also caused by pharmaceutical products that the media is desperate to distract from and not let you know. You know, one was fentanyl and one was, uh, the vaccine, both these men uh, killed or horribly injured by pharmaceutical companies and then the entire media establishment doing everything they can to uh, try to come up with a different reason, to, to claim that there was something else that caused it for political gains. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm not going to joke too much about that. Our prayers, of course, are with Damar Hamlin's uh, family, and uh, hopefully we, we can get to the bottom of uh, what happened at some point. Hopefully he makes it through and is uh, better on the other side. He is doing better, apparently, which is good to hear, and we wish him the best. Let's get it out of the way, shall we? Let's talk about Kevin McCarthy and the, the speakers meeting. We, you know, we have some interesting videos here about it. One of the really interesting developments in this is that yesterday Matt Gates took to Twitter spaces to have a conversation with regular people about what was going on. I know, you know AOC does that a little bit. I know slowly but surely people in Congress are starting to utilize the power of social media to directly talk to their constituents more and more. But I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Matt Gates actually just dropping into a Twitter space and just taking questions and answering questions from uh, very just regular people, not professional reporters who can you know, launder and uh, pick and choose what statements they run with, but rather just directly, no filter, addressing the people. It's, it's pretty amazing stuff. So, so we'll show you some of those videos in just a second. First, let's go to this video of old Dan Crenshaw, clip number 12, Representative Dan Crenshaw uh, talking on the uh, Guy Benson show. Not some some slightly unkind words for his fellow Republicans that he's you know so eager to work with to bring unity to this country. Uh, let's let's see what uh, Dan Crenshaw had to say yesterday. Get another scalp, and another scalp. Whether it's whether it's Boehner or Paul Ryan or then McCarthy, Scalise would just be next, and we all know it. We just can't allow that to happen. That's why those of us are saying like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. That's basically what's happening. (laughs) Can't let the terrorists win. 
Hey, guys, we're holding a vote to uh, see who's going to be Speaker of the House. You can either vote for Kevin McCarthy or you're a terrorist. This is this is Dan Crenshaw. Is anybody still falling for the Dan Crenshaw grift? Is anybody actually thinking that this guy is some sort of legitimate patriot or is his total facade completely crumbled at this point? I know it was down pretty bad previously, but like nobody's actually thinking this guy's some sort of good person, right? Like he's going to like take it to the establishment. He's John McCain 2.0. He's Patch McCain. Crenshaw joined the uh, Guy Benjamin show to admonish the 20 Republican House members who refused to support McCarthy's nomination for speaker, saying we cannot let the terrorists win. This comes a day after uh, Crenshaw railed against the same 20 Republicans on Tuesday after joining the House without voting in a speaker. Crenshaw told CNN's Manu Raju, quote, if you're a narcissist, and you believe your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you keep going and you'll threaten to tear down the team for it for the benefit uh, of the Democrats just for your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. Crenshaw told CNN's Manu Raju. Yeah, I don't know. Has any of them ever made a, an advertisement where they are, like are pretending to be James Bond and jumping out of an airplane and, and like talking about how cool they are? This is uh, the pot calling the, the kettle black in this case. Extreme narcissist Dan Crenshaw claims it's narcissism. That is the reason Matt Gates and others are uh, refusing to confirm Kevin McCarthy as speaker, to vote for Kevin McCarthy as speaker. There's been, I think, six votes at this point. I guess they'll keep doing it today. I do have a, a correction, actually. I was talking to Owen about it yesterday. I was conf- I was like, I was confused. They they were saying that, you know, in the 50s, there were like 130 votes at one point to get a speaker. And he was like, yeah, that was the 1850s. I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. So this number of votes has exceeded anything in the last 100 years. You have to go back to the time just preceding the Civil War to find this level of uh, intransigence. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now launching the most powerful supplements in the history of InfoWars under a new brand name, InfoWars Platinum. Now, all three of these revolutionary products you see in front of you are already number one bestsellers in the market for the last few years because they work so well. We've gone right to the manufacturer who are listeners, the owners of Fan, and they've given us this huge deal off of retail, 40% off what these products are found for under other names. And, and, and not just other one name, they sell these under three or four other brands that other major distributors and suppliers have put out. The difference is we have it for 40% off what it is in stores. We're talking about Pain MD. We're talking about HGH Max Boost. We're talking about 1776 Testosterone Boost. These things are incredible. I would suggest you take half a dose or less when you first do and consult your healthcare provider because they're so powerful. Get them at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, my uh, fellow terrorists all. Yes, we have a new uh, updated list of things that make you a terrorist. It's things like uh, questioning a stolen election, uh, wandering through the Capitol, uh, high-fiving the police as they 
allow you in. Uh, and now, according to Dan Crenshaw, opposing him or Kevin McCarthy, even if they're on the same team. You know, it's sort of funny because, you know, part of what is making the Democrats so gleeful about all of this is that they don't they don't understand how having differing opinions and you know not conforming completely to the demands of the authority uh, is somehow a, a good thing. They they can't understand that that could be a good thing. See, the Democrats fall in line. That's what they do. That's all they do. That's what they're there for. They're there to fall in line. They're there to uh, adhere to the dictates of some shadowy organization that's pulling the strings that they don't know or care about. They just do as they're told. And when they don't, there's outrage, there's fury, their uh, communist foot soldiers will attack your car or disrupt your you know, private life. They'll uh, throw things at you or stalk you outside of your home. They'll you know, threaten you and, and insult you and browbeat you into submission. At least they'll try. That's what happened with uh, Christian Cinema. And uh, Joe Manchin last year, we covered that in the year in review a little bit, but it was a uh, full-on onslaught because you had one or two people in that organization, the the Democratic Party, who just didn't quite want to go along full bore 100% in the Destroy America parade. And so they were demonized and eventually either forced out or forcibly brought back into the fold. And they think that's good. They think that's the way it's supposed to be. They think that's you know, to their benefit, and it is to a certain extent. When you can move in a group uh, without thinking like, like a herd of sheep and just be driven into a pen, uh, it's very convenient for achieving things. It's actually not a bad thing for people to disagree in a republic, for representatives to argue with each other in public on the floor of the you know, Congress to come to some sort of reasonable conclusion rather than just making deals in the back rooms. It's actually not a bad thing. The bad thing comes when instead of acknowledging this agreement, this disagreement has legitimate standing and that there are concerns that other people have that deserve to be addressed, uh, the people on the team say, you agree with us or you're a terrorist. See, that's the mindset of the establishment. That's, it's not even the mindset of the establishment. It's the tactic of the establishment. It's the strategy of the uniparty basically to completely ignore, like not even acknowledge that the points being raised have any legitimacy at all because then you'd have to actually contend with the ideas. It's easier just to say they're doing this because they're terrorists. They're doing it because they're hateful. Maybe they're, they're racist. I mean whatever you have to – whatever you know, just dismissive word you have to put on them to ignore their legitimate concerns, that's the word that you use. In this case, it's uh, terrorist. Honestly, it seems like maybe Dan Crenshaw has something wrong with his brain, like maybe some sort of PTSD or something. I'm not even making light of this. It, it's legitimate. It legitimately feels like he thinks he's in a war all of the time, even when it's his own side. Like I would hate to be like, I don't know, his kids or his like wife. I don't, does he even have a wife? Right. You can just imagine. He probably takes the same mindset there, right? Where it's just like, but dad, you said we could go swimming. He's like, I'm not giving in to terrorists. It's just like, dad, what? But I just want to go swimming. And he's just like, you think you can beat me? It's just like, whoa, dude, whoa. Calm down now. This is a vote for speaker. It's not the war, okay? So turn it down a notch. It's like cracking his gun. It's like, dad. Um, 
it really, honestly, it's like it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre to to take things this intensely, or to you know, or it's dishonest, and he's just using this rhetoric because he thinks it makes him look good. But it's embarrassing, honestly. But he's not the only one doing this, you know. Let's go to. Uh, I know I told you some other clips. Let's go to sixteen first. Sorry, uh, sixteen. This is a uh, GOP representative being asked about not Dan Crenshaw, but some guy named Bacon, some representative named Bacon. Uh, saying, calling the 19 people who were refusing to vote for Kevin McCarthy the Taliban 19. So it's not even just that you're a terrorist. You're a specific terrorist group. You're the Taliban, apparently. That doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't have to. They're just trying to uh, win. So, and again, the other thing is that if these Republicans fought this hard and used this type of language in defense of the American people and the American Constitution and our way of life and the rule of law. We wouldn't be in this situation. We would happily vote for a Kevin McCarthy who would dig down and dig his, his nails in and really like fight hard for the American people. We would never have objections to him, but they don't. They roll over. They allow the, the Democrats to take what they will. And refuse to put up a fight. But then when it comes to their power and their position of authority, well, they're willing to, to pull up any trick in the book. They're, they'll talk as stridently as you can possibly imagine. They'll call their opponents terrorists. I don't think Dan Crenshaw has ever, ever called the you know, left-wingers terrorist in their conversation. He's very respectful to them. But when it's his own side, they're terrorists. That's what these people are like. So uh, here's the response. Clip 16, why should anyone report, uh, support Republicans if this is how they treat disagreement or dissent? Let's watch. Okay. Uh, Don Bacon of Nebraska said yesterday, referring to the 19, now 20, who are voting against Kevin McCarthy, referring to them as the Taliban 19. What's your response to that? I think it's outrageous, and I like Don Bacon, but that kind of language is ridiculous. We're going through a legislative process, actually a democratic process, where votes have to be earned, not just given. And so for that kind of language to be used, I think is reprehensible. And I like Don Bacon. But what we got to be, what we have to do is be careful doing stuff like that. Um, this is- yeah, it's just ridiculous. Obviously, and of course, you know, good on that guy for going. Oh, you're going to call me the top end? Well, I'm on their team now. Like, how dare you uh, suggest that we're either uh, with Kevin McCarthy or with the terrorists? Kevin McCarthy is a sack of potatoes. He's worthless. He's never done anything in the entirety of his decades in politics. So. The, people, the person leading this charge is, of course, Matt Gates. Matt Gates dropped into Real Adam K's Twitter space yesterday to actually address this topic to the people that actually care about it. Pretty, pretty great stuff. More politicians should be doing this. Of course, most of them can't actually respond in real time to challenges like this because they need their talking points. But Matt Gates is an honest dude. So here he is, clip eight, uh, responding to some of the questions about the combat for uh, the speakership. Let's watch. Yeah, I'm hoping for an update on the negotiations or whatever he's able welcome to tell to us. Welcome to the stage, uh, Matt Gates. Well, welcome, Matt, Congressman. Thank you for joining us two nights Amen. in a row. So um, we uh, we listened live to your uh, uh, interview on Fox News, and uh, so you said that there might be more defections tomorrow. What what are you seeing on the uh, right now that's happening in Congress? What do I see that is happening in Congress? The the thing to me that is so wild about this is how rapidly every corner of the national media resorted to like, this is chaos. The world might end. Congress has gone two days without a speaker. There are entire days, like you say, where 
like I said on Fox, where all we do is rename a post office. Like there are entire days where all we vote on are the rules for the next vote. So like the notion that for a decision so somber and serious, like we might take a little time and see how people operate under pressure doesn't strike me as some terribly crazy thing. And, you know, the the Republican Party right now is in need of change and Washington is in need of change. And McCarthy kind of embodies a lot of the things that are the worst features of Washington and the worst features of the Republican Party. And so, you know, I'm in the Lauren Boebert camp where if, if, you know, if we can't wake this guy up every day and put him in a straitjacket, like right after the prayer and the pledge, where basically he's a disembodied portrait, we can't, we can't trust him around actual power because we know what he does with it. He sells it to the lobbyists and the special interests for money that he then redistributes. And it's like a, it's a crazy game that you would almost not ever want to actually win. You want to beat the new world order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist. And I've got their number and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. Infowarsstore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of Infowarsstore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to Infowarsstore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. folks so again a lot of uh political nonsense going on about the speaker of the house uh vote they will be voting again today they lost the sixth vote 20 gop lawmakers are not budging with each vote more or less the count 
in favor of McCarthy has gone down. I don't know how he's going to make it back up. I I just don't see that. Apparently, he has said he's willing to basically concede everything that his detractors want. But they're still being very uh, bizarre about it. After two days of brutal losses, McCarthy is now huddling with his detractors in a closed-door meeting, according to Punchbowl News. It's unclear exactly who's in this closed-door meeting. McCarthy entered a meeting through a backdoor with several of his high-profile GOP detractors, according to uh, Punchbowl News reporters. That story is from uh, Gateway Pundit. Uh, Chad Pergram yesterday said this. Gates, it was very strange to me that when I went uh, – Gates, so he re- – so uh, Pergram – reported that Matt Gates told him, quote, it was very strange to me that when I went into the meeting with Leader McCarthy, he apologized to me for saying things that weren't true about our discussions. Gates continues, I said, well, Mr. McCarthy, if you will apologize to me, will you share that apology publicly? And he said, no, you wouldn't. A real man will apologize publicly if they've said things that are not true publicly, and we're not getting that from Mr. McCarthy. Gates went on to say, quote, he's a desperate guy whose vote share is dropping with every subsequent vote, and I'm ready to vote all night, all week, all month, and never for that person. He says when he comes out and heads back to his squatting in the speaker's office, which is hilarious, apparently McCarthy is somehow occupying the speaker's office despite not being the speaker. Ask him if he apologized there to me in private and ask him why uh, in my discussion with him he was so resident to share that perspective with all of you. So – Again, McCarthy's like trying to win these people over, and then he's going out and lying about their meetings to make them look bad, and then apologizing to them behind closed doors or refusing to do it publicly. I mean the whole thing is embarrassing from the establishment side. There's nothing embarrassing happening when you know with Matt Gates leading a you know group of uh, against these people, but it's the people that are flipping out and calling them terrorists and lying to them and trying to make deals in the back room. It's embarrassing. For all of us. Well, let's go to a couple more of these videos because, again, this is this is like an exclusive. If you weren't on the call yesterday where Matt Gates was responding in live time, and in case people don't know, Twitter Spaces is like a it's like a group voice chat on Twitter. So you can you can join just to listen to people talk, and it's just like a phone call, pretty much like a conference call. They're basically public conference calls, essentially what's happening, and anybody can join to listen, and then the person who's running the meeting can then select – you know, you can raise your hand to ask to speak, and then the person running the meeting can select you, and then you can be then heard on the conference call. And so this is like – this is what politics should be in the modern age. It shouldn't be – the old paradigm of getting your news through reporters who you know cooperate with politicians. Uh, here's what I'm going to ask. Here's how you're going to answer. And then they go up and, and do their little performance in front of the camera. This is direct, you know, direct reflection, direct response to supporters or detractors asking questions in real time. It's really amazing stuff. Especially since I'm I'm kind of friends with some of the people that were in it, and it was fun to see them actually just get to. Talk to Matt Gates, you know, in person. But Matt Gates was asked, uh, "Quote Matt, or question is this: Matt, do you think the problem is that nobody wants to be speaker?" Here was uh, Matt Gates's response, clip number ten. He said, "There's blood in the water." Let's watch. Matt, do you think the problem is that nobody wants to be speaker? No, man. There's there 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 is blood in the water, and I had people from. 
three different camps reach out to me and be like, oh, what do you think about this person? What do you think about that person? And they're all worried. Like, here's the problem, right? The, the most frequent question I get asked is, what's the plan? How does it end? Who's next? Who's the can? Who do you, who do we ultimately end up with? We've seen you guys just go from Biggs to Jordan to Donalds. But at the end of the day, it is hyper sequential, right? Like the first thing you have to show the McCarthy people is that even though there are more of them, that we're willing to go longer and forever to stop this guy from getting the gavel. And we have to break their will. And my bet is that the crew I'm rolling with, which probably isn't all 20 that have voted against McCarthy. I, I didn't think we had 20 votes against McCarthy. I thought we had about like, you know, maybe a dozen. And, and I, I got to figure out who are the folks that are ready to say that in the greatest country in the world, in a time of peril, in a world in which the only Republican note of power is the House of Representatives, like, do we really want to trust it to this guy under any terms? And, and you know, maybe there are terms that basically reduce Kevin McCarthy to a portrait on a wall and a, a side note in history. Um, but we haven't found them yet. So, again, I, I just I just really enjoy this style of conversation and uh, if you're not there live at the time it's likely you've never heard it so I feel like it's something that's important to bring to you here because again the way that mainstream media treats I mean hell you know people have probably seen it but the clip of uh, Sean Hannity flipping out at Lauren Boebert like that's not helpful it's not we need the, the media is there to play their role in the uniparty system to enforce conformity there are a few outliers in that amongst them like Tucker Carlson. But for the most part, they're not there to bring you the unfiltered truth. They're there to use their position of power to force the government in a way that they desire. In the same way, like we covered a couple weeks ago, you know, watching the Sunday shows and just every single one of them, their entire purpose was to go, why aren't we bombing them more? Why aren't we declaring more war? Why aren't there more boots on the ground? Why aren't we accelerating this conflict more, right? It's not about getting to the truth. It's about uh, uh, fabricating public pressure. It's about providing the illusion that there's tons of people out there that the media is speaking for that want more violence, that want more war. Like that's what they're there for. They're not there to just get the truth. They're certainly not there to be a spokesperson for you know regular people in this country. So again, I just think it's amazing this happens. We'll go to one more clip here. Clip number nine, Matt Gates talks about factions in the pro-McCarthy camp and uh, actually factions in in all camps, but uh, he seems to be confident that uh, the McCarthy camp is beginning to fracture. So let's take a listen to that. We haven't found them yet. So you said that there's uh, multiple camps forming. So can you just clarify? Uh, you don't have to say their names. It's, it, it's kind of still private. But can you just uh, talk about uh, how things are starting to fracture in the uh, McCarthy camp? Yeah, what are the exact camps, I guess? Well, I mean, obviously the the – facial camps you see are the, the people voting for Kevin and the people that are not. And like among the people that are voting for Kevin, there are some true believers. There are some who say that they're, the reason they cannot allow Kevin to be disposed is because they are from districts that require extensive resources for reelection. And like, if you take a guy who like, you know, as much as I am not a McCarthy fan, the guy absolutely has been the LeBron James of special interest fundraising. And so if 
you've got somebody who is fundraising like he is. There are just some folks who say, you know what, that is an end unto itself. And if you take, if, if you basically send the message that you can go out there and fundraise for four years and then get knifed, that nobody will want to do that anymore. So there, there are people who hold that perspective in the pro-Kevin camp. And then there are people that are like, you know what, I'm pro-Kevin until y'all prove me he isn't going to win. And the moment I kind of think he isn't going to win, I'm jumping. And you kind of saw Victoria Sparks, right, as the leading indicator of that wave, someone who had voted for McCarthy multiple times. But once she saw the resolve in opposition, then, you know, she was unwilling to lend him her support today, which was a big, you know, momentum boost for us. So then if you go to the like, if you go to the anti, uh, uh, let me finish, finish it, Chuck. So if you go to the anti-McCarthy camp, uh, I think you get kind of two groups. One group that say, so long as we can put any speaker in a straitjacket, we'll take them. And we're willing to withhold our support for McCarthy because he hasn't yet agreed to enter the straitjacket. And then there are others who say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what he's willing to offer or pledge. Like at the end of the day, we got to send somebody in to negotiate with Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. And if we send this guy under any terms, we're just we're just toast. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I, you know, this is actually an exciting political thing happening here. Again, I, I don't think it'll matter as much since our government is actually in 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 reality controlled by a cabal of uh, you know deep state, State Department, FBI, CIA operatives. So. You know, Speaker of the House, sort of. You know, uh, which which color is the puppet going to be on the end of the string? But I actually like the idea of getting into the political, you know, milieu, the political mix, and going. You know, here's what this guy wants. Here's what this guy wants. It's actually kind of exciting, which is something unique. I've taken a lot of supplements over the years since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now with all the things we're bombarded with and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 testosterone boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of The American Journal has begun. Very big hour for you here today. What we're going to do is we're going to open up the phone lines for your phone calls. Number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Taking your phone calls throughout this hour we're also going to dig into some of the largely redacted but still extremely informative uh, FOIA drops about COVID-19 and the or, uh, origin of the mysterious virus 
We're also going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, – basically going to move on from politics more or less, but there's still uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. Like move, move away from the, the Speaker of the House vote. It will pick up again later today. Maybe we'll keep an eye on it if it starts during our show. But we'll take your phone calls and uh, watch some more videos, and we'll be joined by uh, Auden Cabello to talk about the border. He's a correspondent for Real America's Voice, and he has some pretty bombshell information from his on-the-ground reporting there on the border in the third hour. But for the second hour, will be your phone calls and some more top stories. Here's uh, – Here's a, a wonderful little comparison. And one of the stories that I didn't cover but I still thought was a pretty big one from 2022 was this bizarre story, horrifying story really, of the assault that occurred on a train in Philadelphia with people on the train watching the assault happen and filming it on their phones and doing nothing to intervene or even call the police. And it was sort of a Sort of a strange thing because the police actually threatened the people on the train with a crime for not intervening or not helping. See, the American people are putting them are being put really in a no-win situation, a lose-lose situation. And I have two stories here that highlight this perfectly, really perfectly. They're both from yesterday. They both have to do with the dollar uh, store, Dollar General, or the Dollar Tree, and they both have to do with armed robbers. But they end very differently. One of them ends with a horrific murder. The other one ends with a defensive killing. And yet in both cases, it is the innocent person who pays the price. So here are the two stories. We can just compare and contrast. Newlywed woman stabbed to death with machete while working at Ohio Dollar Tree on New Year's Day. 27-year-old Bethel Beckel, who reportedly has no criminal record, was tracked down by police within an hour and arrested for Ribel's murder around one mile from the store. So on Sunday, a 22-year-old woman was killed after a man entered a Dollar Tree where she was working and struck her, quote, numerous times with a machete. Oh, just modern America. Just, you know, it's just, a, it's just part and parcel with the modern life here living in a city. Sometimes you get chopped up with a machete. I mean, is that is this necessary? Is this something we just have to learn to live with? Horrifying, just literally horrifying. There's a man waving a machete inside around the store. Police uh, arrived to discover Rival's body on the floor. Police are now investigating whether there was a prior relationship between Beckel and Rival. I'm sure, I'm sure there was. So again, a young woman, 22, just working at the Dollar Tree on New Year's Day when some random dude comes in and uh, stabs her to death with a machete. Meanwhile, on the very same day, Louisiana store clerk charged with manslaughter after shooting and killing an armed robber. So this is modern America. This is the paradigm that we're being entered into. You're working. You're just trying to live your life. You're an upstanding citizen who doesn't do anything wrong. You got a full life ahead of you. You're working, you know, maybe a low-end job trying to, you know, get your feet under you, trying to build something for yourself. When in comes an armed robber. And you are confronted with two opportunities, one, two options, one, die, one, be murdered by the guy, be hacked to death at your place of work, or two, defend yourself and have the state come after you and throw you in jail for manslaughter. This is the, this is the modern world. This is the world under liberalism. This is the world under anarcho-tyranny. This is the world with no police and no system of justice. 
where you either die or you defend yourself only to become a victim of the state and thrown in jail for the rest of your life. Just so you know. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. We are in full-on anarcho-tyranny at this point where the government is, with their left hand, releasing tens of thousands of violent prisoners because our prisons are overpopulated, because we can't handle it, because our courts are jammed and our immigration rules are nonsensical and and completely incompatible with human existence. And then uh, with their right hand, they are ruthlessly punishing innocent people or just normal people who have not hurt anybody ever, you know, protest abortion, go to jail, armed robbery, get bailed out by some sort of NGO the next day, you're out murdering just like before. Pretty incredible stuff. There's a couple more notes, you know, things to note about this. Officer said that uh, Anderson 30 fired a shot at the armed robbery suspect. Uh, the injured uh, – there's an injured bystander there. According to police, Anderson locked the door to the uh, Dollar General, set the alarm, and went to the police station to give a statement saying, quote, he was afraid the suspect was going to kill him when he pulled out the gun and robbed the store. Yeah, I think that makes a little bit of sense to me. Investigators said Anderson claimed he fled the crime scene because he didn't know if he'd actually hit the suspect and that he informed them that there had been four armed robberies and two attempted robberies at the store since August. Just imagine, imagine working at a Dollar General and you can expect at least, well, on average, about once a month, somebody comes in with a gun to rob you and put your life at risk. Like, why would you, like, is there any wonder people would rather just be on welfare? Is there any wonder why people would just go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to risk my life for minimum wage at the Dollar General. I'll just be a piece of crap. I'll just, I'll just hang out and not work and live off the state because, at least no one's going to stick a gun in my face while that happens. So this guy's being held uh, without bond on a manslaughter charge. So again, some guy comes in with a machete or a gun or something. You either just submit, maybe you get killed, or you fight back, in which case the uh, state will come and pick you up and punish you for daring to protect yourself from the person threatening to kill you. But there's another you know, example of just the anarcho-tyranny Civilization-destroying inconsistency of our justice system. Edward William Carubis was sentenced yesterday in line with ASO, uh, AS, uh, USAOR, so this is um, Oregon's justice system. The recommendation, he was uh, sentenced to time served, two days. He got two days, but he'd already served them. And probation. Uh, probation. For what? For assaulting three federal officers during the July 11th, 2020 Portland Antifa riot. No supervised uh, release. So he admitted and was caught assaulting three federal officers during July 11th, 2020 Portland Antifa riot. The sentencing recommendation is just two days, but he already served those. So uh, no jail time, no probation. He had to pay $25, a $25 fee. So, again, just to to compare and contrast again, you've got somebody like the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, and you can watch the documentary where he had people with cameras following him the whole day. 
He didn't assault anybody. In fact, he protected people. He didn't break his way into the Capitol. He was welcomed in through an open door. He actually got together with the Capitol Police and made sure it's okay. It's all right if I do this. I mean, you're cool with that. And they're like, yeah, it's totally fine. Go on in. So he walks in. And then when Donald Trump makes the statement saying everyone go home, uh, Jacob Chancellor actually walked around yelling at people. Trump says to go home. Everybody go home. It's over. Everybody go home. Actually helping the police do their job. So, So not even remotely close to like attacking anyone or or hurting anyone, but he's been sentenced now to uh, 41 months in prison. So attend a peaceful protest, commit no violence, hurt nobody, actually help the police and work with the police to make sure what you're doing is on the up and up and perfectly legal, 41 months in prison, nearly four years behind bars. Assault three different police officers at a riot with Antifa, $25 fine. And this, of course, is a consequence of the people who claim to be all about justice. They think this is justice. They think this is uh, good and normal and appropriate. That is full-on anarcho-tyranny. So, again, I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just – it's my responsibility, I guess, to let you know that uh, nothing makes any sense anymore. It's all terrible. Man who pointed lasers at officers outside Portland's uh, – federal courthouse gets time services that same guy edward william carubas yeah so just try to permanently blind a federal officer and uh you'll get a finger wag work with the federal officer to make sure that you're you're keeping things peaceful and stopping people from getting out of control 41 months in prison defend yourself from a criminal you go to jail it's just it's all breaking down, folks. But again, you know, it would be something. It would be something entirely different if it was just like no criminals ever got punished, right? No criminals ever got punished. None of this would be a problem. Some guy comes in to rob your Dollar Tree, you shoot him in the head and bury him in the backyard. Like that's anarchy, right? That's just total anarchy. No, no rule of law whatsoever. It's actually you, there's a way you can you can carve out a little position for yourself in that type of situation. Or the, or there's tyranny where you know anybody that breaks the law at all is just subject to the most extreme punishment it's also not desirable but it's also better than what we have now it would be better if just we had the code of Hammurabi right where it was just like oh you stole an apple your hand's getting cut off now (laughs) right oh you uh you know tried to rob somebody I guess you're dead now I guess you're gonna die we're gonna uh, you know throw you in the river now with a weight with a weight around your neck like even that would be preferable to just completely arbitrary and totally inconsistent application of brutal so-called justice. Just picking and choosing. And again, you know, I just I keep saying it over and over, but it's not like, well, that guy assaulted a cop and this guy assaulted a cop and he got away with it and he didn't and that's unfair. No, 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 no. It's this guy assaulted three cops, tried to blind them permanently and is a repeat uh, offender and is not being punished, and the guy who did nothing wrong, attacked nobody, was totally peaceful, and completely upfront, cooperative with the police, went to jail for 41 months. It's not an even crime with an uneven punishment. It's not punishing a crime and punishing something that's not a crime. That's the anarcho-tyranny that we're having to deal with right now. And it'll destroy our country. It'll, it's the end. It's over now. The law is – when the law is not there to actually – 
be enforced when the when you know justice isn't actually there to make sure people are adhering to the law, but instead is used almost exclusively as a tool for the political class to retain control. Uh, it's over. That's it. America was a fun experiment, but it's gone now. And uh, I guess we're all just waiting for the funeral to be over. Pretty incredible stuff. We're going to go to your phone calls soon. We are going to dip our toe into the new revelations about COVID, everything from the Pfizer files to these uh, State Department redacted releases, which, again, I'll let you know, have some pretty incredible implications embedded in there. We'll do that in the next uh, segment. We have some uh, updates from people about Kevin McCarthy and also about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Apparently, people are saying that the uh, mainstream reporting on this is not accurate, so we'll, we'll hear from you later in next segment. But let me remind you folks, go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. Really, it makes it, we make it so easy for you to support us. So the discounts are massive. The supplements are incredible. The information is bombshell. And of course, you don't have to get a supplement. You can just donate. And I know a lot of people out there, like I love seeing it because people tweet it out and stuff. They'll have cabinets just like full of InfoWars products. And that's great. That's a good idea. I, but, you know, if you're going to take the supplements, buy the supplements. If you're just buying the supplements because it's a way in which you can support us, we love it. We appreciate it. But just donate the money. It's just – it's that way we don't have to pay the overhead costs. We don't have to pay the shipping costs. It's, it's just the most direct and efficient way to support us. But really the, the easiest way to support us is to get the supplements because we're not just asking you to, to give us money and get information in return. The information is free, and then you can go buy a supplement, and it will improve your life. You will see the uh, results no matter what it is, no matter what you're trying to improve in your own life or problems that you may have, there's some sort of solution available at InfoWarsStore.com. Just go and peruse. See what's out there. See what's available. See if there's something that you like and support us that way. Look, it's not hype when you've delivered. And InfoWars has been the tip of spear against tyranny. And when it comes to the products we sell to fund our operation, they're just like our news and information. They are powerful and they change the world. The Real Red Pill Plus is one of our top sellers, but for over two years, it's been sold out because of supply chain breakdowns. It's finally back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, in the limited time we have, I can't get into all the ingredients that are in it, but this sucker is amazing. Look for yourself at how loaded each bottle is, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of these will supercharge your day and everything you do. Just look at the preglanone that we've got that's in this product. Get your Real Red Pill Plus, a proprietary product nobody else has, exclusively back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is as close as the Matrix Red Pill as you're going to get. Red Pill Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. I'm pointing my finger at you. And I'm also pointing it right back at myself. You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take DX3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. We've got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best-selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50%. 
when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick-ass. They keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to your phone calls now. Let's go to Flex in Waco. You have a funny point to make about Kevin McCarthy. Thanks for calling in, Flex. Let's go to Flex in line one. You are on the air, Flex. Thanks for calling in. More mortar, man. Uh, we, we're down here in Waco on a wedding. I've been uh, the best man, which is funny because I've been... Uh, uh, the, the bad son, the bad brother, the bad neighbor, the bad infor caller. <laughs> Katie, stay morning. Hi. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Hey, man. Uh, uh, dude, it, Kevin McCarthy, yeah, it, it, what a pile. And uh, old, old eye patch, man. Uh, forget that dude calling us terrorists, man. Come on. Yeah. They're terrorists. So so what's your, uh, what's your, what's your point about uh, Kevin McCarthy? Well, I think that, uh, uh, that that he's a chump, and um, and you know he's an old has been. My score is, uh, you know, I think it was uh, the Philippines. I want to say, you know, a couple of years ago, you saw him in Congress in their Congress, just just brawling it out. I mean, I I just wish some of us, uh, some of us, you know, middle aged folk would just stand him and be like, hey, screw you, Pelosi, screw you, Kevin. We know we know you got foreign interests. How about you just. Get out of here. We got the skinny on all of you. How about you all just get out of here? Nancy Pelosi ripping that thing up when Trump was speaking. Mm. I just wish someone would just be like, hey, you know what? Screw this. You know, y'all want to act like children? Let's just get out of here. <laughs> just ahead. brawl. Ahead. <laughs> I think it's great. I think you're right. I think that's what the American uh, governmental system is missing is some Eastern European style parliamentary brawls. I think. Uh, Come on. Yes, that be sir, fun? man. No doubt about it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the that's the thing I find so fascinating about this. It's like so often our governmental uh, process seems like just checking boxes. Like, and it's part of the illusion of control, right? Is that nothing is up for debate. Everything is just by fiat, by dictate. Just here's what we're doing, and here's how we're doing it, and we're in cooperation. And some guy going, I disagree, but I respect the process, so I will submit to it. And it's just all it's all scripted. It's all just allowed to, to play out in exactly the way that's been designed to play out. I love that there's argumentation. I love that we talked about it the other day when we were showing the video, I think from uh, Chip Roy or whoever it was addressing, and there's actually people in the chairs behind him clapping and cheering, or it was Jim Jordan, the Jim Jordan speech, where their people are actually involved. It's like, isn't it kind of messed up that I mean, the idea, the word Congress, it means to congregate, right? It's supposed to be a congregation of people that come together to discuss things and debate things and come to a conclusion and make decisions and, and write legislation. But how often is it that you actually see people in there debating and doing that thing? It's all just performative. It's all just a bunch of empty seats and one board chairperson like watching their, you know, watching the time while somebody else gives a speech to nobody, to no applause, no acclamation or, you know, booze or, or anything of the sort. It's boring. And so, like, that's one of the things I actually, I mean, the parliamentary process is bizarre to me. I, I really don't understand or like the 
you know, European style parliamentary system. But at least they have times when like the head parliamentarian, the, the prime minister or you know, somebody in that position has to get up and answer questions and there's boos and cheers and there's, you know, they have to actually confront each other and it's sort of lively and, and exciting and you actually get to see the, the sausage being made. Uh, and we're seeing like a small glimpse of that here and it's actually kind of nice to see our government actually fight for something. In this case, the only thing they're willing to fight for is their own power, I guess. So that's sort of annoying, but there it is. Uh, thanks so much for the call, Flex. I do appreciate it. And uh, hello to whoever's tiny voice that was. Uh, let's go to uh, Andrew in New York here about the climate scam weather weapons. One thing I like, like a lot, sometimes uh, our callers, you can like hear stuff going on in the background. I know that probably frustrates some people, but here's the thing. Our callers are workers. Like everybody's at work. Everybody's like involved. Everybody's like with their family or doing something. We don't have a lot of people just like sitting at home alone, not doing anything with their lives. So, uh, uh, it's a, it's a it's something that we that just comes with the territory, you know, because we have people that listen to us that actually work for a living. They're usually at their job when they have to call in, so we'll deal with the uh, not perfect audio because we know that you're just trying to make it th- with your life. Uh, Andrew, New York, thanks so much for calling in. What is your comment about the climate scam and the weather weapons currently being operated against us? In Forbes, American Journal. Um, so yeah, the same people that are calling for the ESG, extremely stupid and gay regulations. They're the same people that are, <laughs> those are the same people that are cloud seeding. Those are the same people that are using the, the harp and uh, the chemtrails and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then those same people, they, they want Bill Gates, he wants to block out the sun. He wants to buy up all the farms and all the, the houses, BlackRock, all these. <laughs> mm, they're the same ones investing in China, which is by far the biggest polluter on earth. They're also the ones that, you know, just over the last couple, really, I think it was in the last week or so, they've said they're, you know, now operating their weather modification program on a area the size of India, right? Just massive cloud seeding projects. They've got tens of thousands of people in their you know, Bureau of Weather Modification Program. They did it for the Beijing Olympics. They've been doing it forever. So yeah, these are the same people that are telling you it's it's too dangerous for you to eat meat. You're eating meat is really messing up the uh, climate, but also we're making it rain in the desert in the summer. So, you know, it's your fault that this is happening. Just absurd. Yeah, I think I want. <laughs> I think I want to eat like fifty like steaks and burgers a day. I want to get. I definitely want to get more than. 33 cars. I mean, <laughs> 33 is the number of the the Masons. I, I want definitely more than three, 33 gas guzzling trucks. Oh, was that, uh, was that Andrew Tate's claim? Is that what you're referencing? Yeah. He was bragging about that. Cars. It's funny. I think he was saying that, that Greta was, was being trafficked. She was like flying all over the world and like, which means underage. Oh, Greta. I think that's what he was getting at. <laughs> That's and the pretty, climate police went after him. <laughs> that is pretty hilarious. That is pretty funny. Greta Thunberg trafficking victim. Yeah, it's true. It's true, isn't it? She was brainwashed and has now been trafficked around the world. We have videos from her as well, but we're not going to go to them. Thank you so much for the call, Andrew. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, somebody I wanted to go to. Well, I want to go to uh, David in Pennsylvania because we touched on the Hamlin story. The Buffalo Bills have announced that his condition has shown, quote, improvement but uh, you may be reading between the lines and coming to a different conclusion, David. What are your thoughts on this? Thanks for calling in. David in Pennsylvania, are you there? Yeah, sorry, Harrison. I was, right. I was on speaker. That's right. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, great, show, great show as always. 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, I listened to uh, Stu Peters last night, and he had on a uh, a lawyer, uh, Eric Dieters, uh, D-E-T-E-R-S, and he had a couple of uh, inside whistleblowers uh, inside the hospital that uh, Hamlin's in, and they said that he's basically being, he's on uh, life support, mm. and he's, being, he's uh, brain dead being kept alive. And, oh, uh, and yeah, of course, you know, um, the mainstream, uh, Twitter, the NFL, or I want to say, you know, oh, he's doing great, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing to see here um, because they can't, you know, they all have, you know, they have contact with the uh, Pfizer, you know, Pfizer, NFL, they all, they all go hand in hand, mm. you know, pr- protect the shield, they, they say, and as, as, uh, as he stated, too. Um, and, and, and yeah, so it's just a, it's a big conspiracy, obviously. And another thing that uh, the lawyer said was the fact that, you know, how come we haven't gotten the statement? It's like a high-profile thing. And when people saw it, you know, like the doctors and then come out, you know, the next day or a couple of days, you know, doing three, four days and they, and they haven't get an update. Like, you know, hey, he's doing fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now that I'm rearing this story, it is very vague. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Halfway through the program today, there's still a lot to cover. A lot of phone calls taken. We'll be joined by Auden Cabello. Cabello? I forgot how to ask him how he pronounces that. But he's a reporter at the Mexican borders with Real America Voice, Real America's Voice. And uh, has some some bombshell on the ground reporting that we'll be covering in the third hour. Take more of your phone calls this hour. But first, let's talk about COVID-19, the coronavirus and the vaccine program. Some FOIA documents having been released recently are shedding some very strange light on the situation. Ryan Cunningham, who was our guest yesterday, day before, he was our guest on uh, Tuesday. Just saw this data from a VAERS report that was obtained by a FOIA. This is not normal. Guaranteed this is underreported. He says, I'm a st- statistic. Of course, it, he was uh, – he's experiencing heart failure, unfortunately, because of the vaccine, which caused him to turn around, change his mind from being a COVID police officer to actually standing up against it. But here are the uh, safety signals from CDC's analysis of VAERS reports for mRNA COVID vaccines. Again, just the sheer numbers of this. These are the – VAERS reports in the cardiovascular 
vein, no pun intended, you had over 70,000, more like 75,000 reports. Neurological, you had 50,000. Pulmonary, you had 25,000. Thombro embolic, you have 25,000. Menstrual complications, you have nearly 20,000. Over 10,000 reports of death. Again, this is from a uh, FOIA report of theirs. And as we know from other reports earlier in the year, a major study, I believe it was from Stanford, but some major university came to the conclusion that VARES reports only represent about potentially, you know, one to 10 percent of the actual uh, damage done. So, you know, the likelihood that a doctor actually goes, well, this is definitely caused by the vaccine, so we'll report it to the vaccine system. Extremely low since doctors are trained to not ask that question, not make those assertions. And just assume that it's probably something else. So let's not report it to VAERS. But even you know, major figures in the federal government are seemingly waking up to this and spreading the word. Senator Ron Johnson made this chart. He says, at CDC Gov and at US FDA's safety surveillance systems have been screaming at us for almost two years. Here's a chart I've been updating and providing regularly since June 2021. When will health officials open their eyes and recognize reality? The chart is titled Drug Adverse Event Comparison, and you can see that between the times of 1996 and 2022, adverse uh, events associated with things like ivermectin are under 5,000. Adverse events associated with HCQ, hydroxychloroquine, is a little over 27,000. Flu vaccines, you have 200,000 complications with those, and Tylenol, which of course – you know, you ask anybody on the street, is Tylenol safe? Everybody's like, of course, Tylenol safe. Well, there have been 123, almost 124,000 adverse events, but that's over a course of nearly 30 years. Sort of understandable. In 24 months, the COVID vaccines have racked up nearly one and a half million adverse events, 33,000 deaths bringing it to a total of 16,506 deaths per year associated with COVID vaccines. Again, just the ones that are reported. Utterly staggering. Just, I mean, just these numbers are just absolutely mind-blowing. And again, it begs the question, could such a thing be by accident? I mean, could this be an accident? Could this be not on purpose? When it's this bad, when it's this insane, I, I, I can't believe that. I cannot believe this is all just a big coincidence. I just didn't know this was happening. It's, it's murder. This is murder. This is genocide taking place. Out of uh, Texas Lindsay notes that out of 44,000 clinical trial participants, Pfizer only used data from 170 participants to claim their 95% efficacy. So again, they had 44,000 people in their trials they chose just 170 of those to highlight in order to claim 95% efficacy. Out of the 170 participants, all tested positive for COVID, but 162 received a placebo, eight received two doses of mRNA. Divide 162 by 170, you get 95% efficacy, according to Pfizer, which is how they met the criteria for EUA approval. Just, just, again, Fraud. It's just open, deadly murder. Fraud. This is just, it's completely insane. And this is the number that they run with. This is the number that if you ask people, they go, well, it's 95% effective. 
that's how they came to that conclusion. And that number just gets entered into the matrix and it becomes the talking point that you hear endlessly repeated as if it's true and not based off highly manipulated factual information. Pretty insane. And uh, that, that you know, thread goes on as well. You can find all these links at harrisonhillsmith.substack.com or go to offlimits.news and hit the uh, Daily Dispatch tab. You can find all these and do the research for yourself since we just literally don't have time to get through all of it. But this is a major story that you can find at Infowars.com, story by Kellen McBreen. Massive Pfizer files thread exposing big pharma corruption goes viral. Journalist Kenekoa the Great published an epic thread on Twitter Tuesday exposing the corrupt pharmaceutical company Pfizer as an untrustworthy and dangerous corporation. The independent journalist began the post by writing, Pfizer has habitually engaged in illegal and corrupt marketing practices – bribed physicians and suppressed adverse trial results this is no secret yet this fact continues to be brushed under the rug by politicians in the media he says pfizer ceo albert borla claimed during a november 2021 interview that a group of quote medical professionals intentionally circulating misinformation critical of the pfizer vaccine were criminals the the pfizer ceo must have forgotten the history of his own company and we know a lot of these off the top of our head right that pfizer has paid the the largest one-time fine in the history of america for their fraud, providing proof of the accusations, Kellen continues, uh, Kenekoa started with links showing that Pfizer paid $200 million in a 1994 settlement suit that took the company that uh, and that the company was responsible for the deaths of 11 Nigerian children who took part in an experimental drug test. In another story related to experimenting on Nigerians, Pfizer was accused of using children as guinea pigs and violating the Nuremberg Code, but the case was dismissed. Eventually, the Nigerian government got involved and sued Pfizer for $7 billion for carrying out the illegal trials that, quote, killed or disabled children. That lawsuit was also dropped, but, not after, but only after the Nigerian attorney general was allegedly blackmailed by hired goons of the pharma giant. WikiLeaks files show that the company hired private investigators to dig up dirt on the attorney general to be used in a blackmail plot. So again, it's like you know, people act like when you talk about this stuff, you're talking about some sort of – crazy conspiracy what people would never do that it happens all the time this is a constant this is their trade this is their bread and butter this is what they do right it's like being it's like being like you're suggesting that baskin robbins scoops ice cream what no wait no that's their job that's what they do that's their reason for being the pharmaceutical companies monsanto i mean we've covered the monsanto you know black ops the uh, which is now owned by bear like all these companies have all merged over the uh, last couple of years now they're you know openly merging into one massive combine that's political governmental media pharmaceutical it's all being folded into the great reset great combination and uh, this is what they do this is the way they behave this is the way they operate and them, it makes perfect sense. They're just like, yeah, this is how it goes. These guys are coming after us, so we go, we go after them. We try to find dirt on them to get them to not destroy our our company. After all, we've got families to feed, right? They're evil. They they just they operate in a uh, narcissistic continuum of just do what it takes, do whatever it takes. Well, maybe maybe that Greg Reese report is stuck in my head, but that's the way the world operates. And it just goes on and on again. you got to go to Infowars.com to find this story. The Twitter thread pointed out that mRNA inventor Dr. Robert Malone was kicked off Twitter for posting a video exposing Pfizer's weak COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial, which is related to uh, the, the story that we covered earlier. But all of this is just 
just the obvious stuff. All this stuff is just the apparent, obvious, in the news things that people should know if they weren't distracted by meaningless pop culture the majority of the time. The real big revelation is coming up next. That's the FOIA, redocu- uh, FOIA documents from the State Department. You'll see. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist, and I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. Infowarsstore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of Infowarsstore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to Infowarsstore.com, get great products, and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Now to your phone calls momentarily. We'll see how far we can get into this um, breakdown of the FOIA documents that have been released. Carolina, uh, Carolina Corin. At Casey Corin on Twitter says, we received seven new batches of FOIA documents from the State Department in response to ongoing litigation. The State Department redacted over 130 pages. Many seem to be related to COVID-19 and its origins. Several of the full-page redactions, as well as some of the shorter ones, have hot virology lab breakdown as the subject. So again, even without the information that's been redacted, And it's all been redacted under uh, B-5, Exemption 5. Exemption 5 of the Freedom of Information Act protects interagency or intraagency memorandums or letters which would not be available by law to a party other than an agency in litigation with the agency. Courts have construed this somewhat opaque language to exempt those documents and only those documents which are normally privileged in the civil discovery context. When administering the FOIA, it's important to first note that the president and attorney general have issued memoranda to all agencies emphasizing that FOIA reflects a profound national commitment to ensuring an open government. (laughs) Yes, of course it does. (laughs) Of course it does. But of course, then it all gets uh, redacted. And you can see here when it says B6 or B5, that's what they're uh, 
pointing to. They're saying, well, we don't have to show you this because we have an exemption through the FOIA court. So freedom of information, it's more like freedom of some information. It's a FOSIA court. But regardless, this email alone tells you more than we've known before. It's from uh, David Stilwell at the State Department. But we don't know who it was sent to, somebody else at the State Department. We do know it was sent in April of 2020. In other words, mere months into the COVID pandemic situation. He says, working on questions from the seventh floor on China's broader virus research efforts. I figured I'd start with you. Some questions like blank. We don't get to hear the question. We don't get to see what the question is that he's asking about China's broader research effort. And these questions, by the way, are coming from the seventh floor. Well, what does that mean? Seventh floor of what building? Hopefully our listeners recognize that phrase, and we'll get into what that means in just a second. He goes on to say, feel free to call. I understand you probably won't have all the data. I have a request out to INR as well, but maybe you can point us to those who do. So again, in April of 2020, mere months into the you know, about a month into the two weeks to slow the spread, so just about a month after the, the, the lockdown program truly got going, you've got people in the State Department, specifically from the seventh floor, with knowledge of the origin, the real origin of uh, the coronavirus that they continue to dissimulate uh, on the mainstream media. What is the seventh floor group? Well, if we go to Wikispooks, which is like Wikipedia for geniuses, says the seventh floor group was a U.S. A deep state faction made up of U.S. State Department officials. Over the year, the term has been used for the State Department leadership. The FBI mentioned a group referred to as the, quote, shadow government inside the State Department exposed in autumn 2016 and which briefly attracted the attention of commercially controlled media, the MSM. They met regularly on the seventh floor of the Harry S. Truman Building in Washington, D.C. The group appears to have formed around Hillary Clinton, who had an office on the seventh floor of the State Department. Although no direct evidence has yet emerged to tie her to the group, most if not all remaining members had their employment terminated on the 17th of February 2017. Now, what these revelations reveal is that that termination was not real. The seventh floor still existed. All of the people formerly associated with the so-called seventh floor, which the FBI calls a shadow government, that is, you know, unelected, appointed leadership that has outsized control over the, you know, influence of this country, especially in the international realm. Remember, and we've talked about this. If you pay attention to this show, there's a lot of stuff that we may just drop in that has more importance than we maybe show or, or give it throughout the buildup and then you know creation of the Ukraine war. We've pointed to the State Department as the primary movers in the conspiracy. Victoria Newland, Anthony Blinken, the State Department, and I've said this many times in the show, has the real power in this country, especially when it comes to international affairs. It's the State Department that operates in opposition to the president when they disagree. They just do what they're going to do anyway. See, they have a different set of leadership. They have a different group of people that they respond to. It's not the American people through the voting process and the elective representatives that they appoint. It's the other people. It's it's somebody else. It's not them. It's not the American people. It's not the American interest. It's using the American people to achieve their own ends. So that's who the seventh floor group is. So apparently they were dissolved in 2017, and yet in 2020 – they're directing things at the State Department still. This is what's being revealed. We Are Change has the story as well. Who? Wikipedia deletes seventh floor group. FBI removes the evidence. There was a powerful group of very high-ranking state officials 
that some referred to as the seventh floor group or the shadow government. This group met every Wednesday afternoon to discuss the FOIA process, congressional records, and everything Clinton-related to FOIA slash congressional inquiries. That's what the FBI summary said. Uh, Wikipedia had that page for a few days in 2016, but then it was deleted. The group was exposed on the 17th of 2016 by a reference in an FBI investigation report arising from the Hillary Clinton email controversy. Interest has been heightened in the fact by the fact that the FBI documents refer to it as a shadow government inside the U.S. State Department. As of November 16th, only one other reference to the group is known on public record, an email by Roberta S. Jacobson to her, quote, seventh floor colleagues. The 2015 report for the Washington Examiner was entitled State Department Inspector General Officials Edit Out Passage of High-Profile Report in 2013 that could have embarrassed Hillary Clinton just days before she quit President Obama's cabinet. Uh, This compared to a report published in 2013 with earlier drafts uh, that were provided by whistleblower uh, uh, Richard Higby. The unexplained gaps in the final version, the removal of passages that would have damaged the State Department, calling to question the independence of Harold Geisel, who was the State Department uh, State's temporary inspector general throughout Clinton's four years as the head of the department. So again, the seventh floor group exists to control information flow within and without of the United States government. Interestingly, it's mentioned a number of different times in the Russiagate conspiracy that took place. Here we see a 2016 uh, – this is uh, July of 2016 – text message from peter struck that's referencing a highlight uh, an article and says this article highlights the thing i mentioned to you earlier asking if bill had noted it to the seventh floor i'm going to send it to him so again you've got this seventh floor cabal that exists to control information flow that exists to hide information that is damaging to members of their little cabal when donald trump gets into office ostensibly the people that were involved in the seventh floor group were all fired and yet they continued to operate they were instrumental in the orchestration of the russia gate collusion conspiracy hoax and they continued to operate all the way through and apparently were instrumental or central in the creation of the covid virus pandemic they knew about the virology lab in china as being the source and origin of that virus and uh still continue to operate clearly and again all of their information is completely redacted that's how this works they do whatever they want when we try to find out about it they by hook and crook conceal the information from us one email uh carolina corin continues is about the 2018 state cables discussing the state of the wuhan institute of virology bl4 lab reported by josh rogan at the washington post this is a – again, this is from April of 2020. It's titled, Re-Forward Forward WP State Department Cables Warned of Safety Issues at Wuhan Lab Studying Bat Coronaviruses. So yet again, you've got the State Department, and it's all redacted, of course, but they say he's got personal background network on ties between Galveston and the Wuhan Institute. And for this, we can cut to this story from Eurasia Review published in 2021 in December from Galveston to Wuhan op-ed quote where is a where is coronavirus research conducted at what level of biocontainment how many different laboratories actually handle live virus what coronavirus stocks stored that was James Leduc director of the Galveston National Laboratory in 
a February 9th, 2020 email to Huan Ziming at the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the People's Republic in China. Leduc, who earned his PhD in epidemiology from UCLA, has trained his staff, trained staff at the WIV, yet the GNL, the Galveston National Laboratory boss, had little clue what was going on there. So again, we're seeing all of these little connections. The Galveston National Laboratory, the seventh floor, they all knew it was a, a lab leak out of Wuhan early on. Carolina continues, the redacted sections would be useful in efforts to understand COVID's origin. It would be great if Congress asked for these documents unredacted to release them to, to the uh, public. The Congress could get access to these in ways that uh, the FOIA court prevents regular Americans from getting it. But you can find all of the documents at the website linked there, Carolina Corrin, U.S. Right to Know's latest State Department FOIA document batches can be found here. That's just the beginning, folks. Literally, it's hundreds of pages uh, where you can see these types of little hints and things. But what I'm reading here is that this whole process was orchestrated and centralized around the so-called Seventh Floor Group, which, it, as the FBI themselves were revealed to reference, form a shadow government within the State Department that apparently was dissolved in 2017 and yet continued to operate all the way through 2020 and is no doubt firmly in charge once again today. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing InfoWars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? Because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com.